Today's podcast is presented to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you'll get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co. That's again, podgo, P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add the Social Work Rants podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of your application. Disclaimer, this podcast is not to be a substitute for individual therapy. If you need assistance, call 911 if you're in the U.S. or any emergency phone number. If you need help, if you feel depressed, anxious, reach out to someone. This podcast is for educational or entertainment purposes only. Thank you. Hello, social workers, mental health professionals, and change agents. Welcome to another episode of the Social Work Rants Podcast. I'm your host, Bash Moreno. I hope everybody is doing well out there, staying safe as best as they can. Hope everybody's wearing their masks, uh, social distancing, using their hand sanitizer, washing their hands, uh, being responsible, uh, staying safe. Uh, so we still with the dealing with the pandemic so forget what you see on these ig stories of people partying uh please stay safe please wash your hands please wear a mask uh please social distance uh, the pandemic is, is still out there uh still causing havoc so please be safe everybody um i had back in december i had uh, the esteemed pleasure of interviewing uh, the Melanated Social Work, the fellows of Mel- Melanated Social Work. If you don't know who they are, uh, I don't know where you've be- been, uh, must be sleeping under the rock or something. They, they're doing amazing work in the field of four uh, gentlemen who met in Boston College, uh, graduate school of social work, and they're taking their brand by storm of no nonsense um, no filter Uh, if you don't like it they don't care Uh, just doing amazing amazing work in the field Uh, we had a lot to talk about Um, it was actually my first time uh, sending out uh, email links to four different people in one shot for one interview so it was uh, you know trial and error uh, with Anchor, I uh, wasn't sure how that, that was going to work, but it came out real, real nice, and I hope uh, uh, you guys out there, wherever and however you're listening to this podcast episode, enjoy it. Uh, give me some feedback on it. Um, leave a comment or rate the podcast, uh, especially on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or, uh, however you're listening to the podcast, leave a comment, leave a review. Uh, rate the podcast. I really appreciate it. 
And this week, I found out you can listen. You can now listen to the podcast on iHeartRadio. That's right. So, very excited about that. So, that's another way you can hear uh, the Social Work Rants podcast. So, I could, I guess I could finally say you can listen to the podcast on all audio uh, platforms that, that you could possibly think of. Um, so, like I said, back in December, I was blessed enough uh, to interview uh, Mel- uh, the fellas of Mel- Melanated Social Work. Uh, so, but uh, since then, I'll give you like a brief uh, update what's going on. Um, like I said, we're still dealing with, with the pandemic. If you hear my voice a little funny, uh, I got a cold, battling the cold that I got from my nephew. So if I sound a little weird or is my voice sound a little deep, little Barry, Barry White uh, sounding, <laughs> it's me, it's Bass. Um, I'll get through it. So um, there's always stuff going on. Of course, uh, I'm still looking at my watch waiting for uh, President Biden to uh, to cancel our student loan debt. So you know, I'm patiently waiting on for, for that to happen. And, uh, so uh, everybody, you know, stay safe. Uh, again, I'm going to keep saying it, you know, wear your mask, you know, social distance. You know. um, if you're able to work from home, work from home. Uh, if you got to go to the office or do home visits or wherever, just uh, you know, be safe, wear, wear your protective gear. If you got to go buy it because your company is cheap and not giving you anything, then do that. Just make sure you keep yourself safe. Uh, uh, we we need you guys in, in in the field doing the amazing work you guys are doing uh, all over the world. Uh, so after this message from Anchor, oh before I go there, um, uh, make sure you follow the podcast on IG uh, at the Social Work Rants Podcast. You also could follow the Twitter page at uh, Social Work Rants. Uh, that's all one word uh, pages are, are growing uh, steadily I appreciate everybody who's been following the pages uh, you can also uh, I got a website it was Bass Moreno that's B-A-S-M-O-R-E-N-O dot com uh, the page is still in the works so you may find some uh, uh, podcast content on there uh, eventually uh, coming down the line for for spring uh, 2021, I'll be doing a virtual uh, Zumba classes. So I'll be announcing wherever, I, whenever I start doing those classes, I'll be announcing those on the podcast and then putting it on, on my pages. Uh, so be on the lookout for, for that. Uh, I'm hoping to do something for social work month, but... Uh, I'm not sure yet, and I'll figure out, uh, and I'll let you guys know. Uh, or if not, definitely for for April, things will be be popping by by then. So that's what's going on. Uh, again, rate rate the podcast, uh, leave a review. Even if you like Bass, you rambling too much. Shut up. Uh, even if you write that uh, something, it helps with the algorithms or or the podcast, and let Google know like. You've been listening to the podcast, so I, I appreciate everybody who has been listening to the podcast. Uh, the last episode 
with Brittany Williams. Uh, what it, what is hip hop therapy in honor of Dr. Edgar Tyson, the founder of hip hop therapy? Uh, I've gotten a lot of great feedback uh, on it. It's the second most listened podcast um, in, in the history of my my one year history of the podcast. Has been uh, getting a lot of feedback. Uh, Brittany is a, a a great social worker doing. Uh, amazing things out in California so uh, we're going to keep it moving uh, after this message from Anchor is my uh, wonderful conversation with, with the fellas of Melanated Social Work so uh, it's a pleasure have, having you guys uh, come on the podcast unfortunately uh, Jesse had a, a last minute thing so he couldn't come on but we got three of the four gentlemen of known as the Melanated Social Work Workers. They doing amazing, amazing work. Their platform is amazing. The truth tellers, if you don't like it, they they don't give a fuck. That that's <laughs> one of the many reasons why I like about them. So mm-hmm. uh, we 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 in for for a treat today. So. Um, but by all means, gentlemen, uh, one by one, take it away. Let, let whoever don't know about you know who, who you are and what you do. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Michael, since you came on first, start with you. For sure. Um, my name is Michael, and I use he, him pronouns, and I work as a staff therapist at Williams College. Uh, in the past, I've worked for the uh, count, Fairfax County, Virginia, in their foster care and adoption unit. Um, I've worked as an in-home family therapist. I've worked as a residential counselor, uh, as well as uh, an emotional support um, in, a, in a school in Mattapan uh, back in the day. So, you know, school settings, residential placements, in-home, all that good stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm feeling good right now. I'm happy to connect with you and I'm happy to connect with the Melanated Social Work Brothers. Um, and I'll just, I see uh, Josh hopped on next. I'll pass it to Josh. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. I'm reporting live from a city that has never had a black or brown mayor, but I'm good <laughs> today. Um, I'm blessed, a little tired, got a little second workout in for the day in regards to shoveling some snow. But a little bit about uh, me uh, I met my melanated social work brother at Boston College. Um, and gra- I graduated in 2015. After that, I was a case manager in Brooklyn and then a clinical social worker in Harlem. And then after that, I worked uh, between Harlem and Brooklyn being a clinical social worker for an alternative to incarceration program, working with predominantly, uh, you know, African-American and, you know, Latinx males. I do identify with the He series. Uh, And then uh, after working at that alternative to uh, incarceration, um, I started working in public schools, did a little, little, little bit of school counseling. Um, after that, worked in some, you know, voluntary parts of nonprofit, you know, being a wellness advisor. Also, uh, you know, worked at a hospital, being, a, you know, working in violence and recovery, uh, working with a lot of, again, you know, young black and brown males who, you know, many times don't get to see somebody who looks like them in the field to do case management, to run, you know, uh, social, social groups, uh, social skills groups, I should say, and to just to, you know, do therapy. 
Uh, currently, I and I've also worked at a mental health clinic uh, called Fathers Uplift. Great, great, great organization. Black owned, black ran. All different types of diaspora: uh, African American, West Indian, Cape Verdean, uh, West African, Latinx. And now I'm currently in uh, university counseling. I guess, so to speak, kind of like my brother Mike. And uh, you know, I'm gonna alley oop it to. Uh, I'm going to alley it to Steph Curry. Steph Curry. Ah. Marvin. <laughs> Steph Curry with the shot. You know we coming back to the Warriors. So, uh, mm -hmm. Oh, ready. boy. Here we go. Get ready for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's up, everybody? Um, this is Marvin. I'm um, reporting from, um, I like to say, the city that saved America, Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> um, I, uh, my pronouns today are he and they. Um, I am uh, originally from Oakland, California. I've lived in San Diego for a bit. I did uh, a program called City Year in Miami, Florida for a couple years. Um, went to Boston College for my MSW and now here in uh, beautiful Philadelphia. Um, I am a therapist with, um, right now I'm a therapist with the Radical Therapy Center in West Philly. Um, we prioritize folks with, folks with marginalized identities, so people of color, queer folks, immigrants, anyone who identifies as having a marginalized identity, we prioritize uh, folks like us. Um, I've worked um, with an organization. My, my first job out of grad school was working with victims of violence, so folks that had been shot, stabbed, and assaulted, providing individual and group therapy, and also just helping them navigate different various systems, any system they, they really needed. Um, after that, I worked with the School District of Philadelphia for a K-8 school in North Philly. Um, also did some work with an organization called the Anti-Violence Partnership of Philadelphia. Um, so now I'm just I'm, I'm just seeing clients and just uh, trying to get gigs here and there. Um, I also um, created and facilitated a 10-week group for Black men, which went really, really well. So um, yeah, thank you for having us on and uh, excited to, to converse with y'all. Well, again, the, the pleasure's on mine, and thank you so much again for for coming on, making time to work around your your schedules, being on different parts of of the country, and coming on and and chop it up a little bit. Uh, so, you guys mentioned you you guys met in uh, Boston College grad school. Uh, I'm a honestly uh, a little triggered by Boston College, considering I'm a huge Notre Dame Fighting Irish football fan, but. Besides, besides that, um, how did you guys, the four of you, know, link, linked up? Like, how, how did that relationship uh, started? So, in um, in Boston, I don't know if folks are familiar with the city um, or even Boston College. I'll even say specifically, but it's very white, <laughs> very white. Um, and if you are in social work programs or mental health programs, um, it's probably going to be dominated by white women. Um, and right. so we were part of the Graduate Students of Color Association. And so that, I think, is how we initially met, um, just because I think we all wanted some community. You know, we heard a lot of the problematic things that folks were saying in classes and we could connect, <laughs> um, you know, on that. Um, I think, uh, you know, Melanated Social Work started and Josh, you can speak to uh, kind of the, the story of you showing up to, to Jesse's birthday. but. Um, you know, I think essentially we just wanted a, a, a community. Um, we wanted some folks to connect with that were like-minded, um, that we could, 
you know, use as resources and use as support after graduation. But I'm gonna let you speak right. to, uh, you know, the, the, the origin story. <laughs> so it was around Jesse's birthday and I ain't gonna give his all, you know, information out, but the area code for Oakland is Maybe. 510 and his birthday is around that one time, you know, a lot of Oakland love here. So we took a picture around his birthday and I was, it was the four of us. And it was just like, wow, we're melanated. We do social work. Let's just name it melanated social work. Um, and we had, I had, the, I had it in mind in like 20, let's say 2015. Um, and then again, I was in New York and I came back to Boston uh, and we did the same picture again. So 2015 and then 2016, the four of us, I think Marvin was actually no funny. Marvin's wearing the same shirt. I was just, I was <laughs> just thinking that I was wearing the exact same. I think I was wearing the same outfit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, four colors. Yeah. And and then you know, I would say in spring 2018, I started the Instagram, and we, you know, we started the uh, the Gmail account and all the things, and you know, we had a lot of ideas. It took a while. But, you know, we just started posting things a lot. And my partner one day, it was July 4th, 2018. And she was like, uh, you're not posting a lot. You need to post more. This is a platform. Huh? What are you doing? I was like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> so I'm like, let me just post, post, post. And that led to her telling me to, you know, join um, Millennial Social Work Conference, put in for that, started meeting other social workers, met Joy, as you know, Joy Social Workers. Yes. A yes. lot of other social workers and got to mix and mingle with a lot of them. And that helped us to get onto other platforms such as supervision support. I think we shot that November 7th, yeah, November 7th, 2018. And then that went out early 2019. And then Jesse started the, the podcast around, like right after Nipsey Hussle, uh, was assassinated and you know we we've we haven't looked back uh, especially this year that's a whole nother story about uh melanated social art 2.0 in this 2020 year but you know we can get to that yeah yeah absolutely as of this this recording you guys are over 33,000 followers which is absolutely amazing we may have to start a petition to get get you guys verified on, on ig <laughs> yeah that so I guess you no know, you you kind of touched on that like how, like all, all this happened like or organic organically just posting and meeting people and just got following each other and people following yeah. you guys and we uh, like how, it's, a, it's leading up to the podcast we had we were having check-ins with each other about once a month um, and then they okay. started to just ramp up um, and it was really a way for us to stay connected with each other because um, we were on four different cities and you know we were able to bounce ideas about uh sort of like pack like a caseload um just like taking care of ourselves like it was really like a personal check-in that like was coupled with like professional development professional feedback all that good stuff um and it was just through those like organic conversations where it led to a point where it was like you know i you know we're probably not the only folks having these experiences and like needing support and there's probably a whole community of people out there uh, and then once we right. went live with the podcast you know our expect we really had expectations for how many people would listen to it um but like to date we have over like or about sixty thousand folks who have tuned in 
Um, yeah. Wow. Uh, so they're like just everything happening like pretty organically, and we're just trying to, like Josh said, like keep it going um, and continue to like network and build and like partner with folks. Yeah, that, that's absolutely amazing. Uh, you guys are really doing a, a amazing work, um, just not only on the platform, but just, you know, in general in social work and calling out folks uh, <clears throat> and NASW National um, <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> and things like that. Um, no, we'll, we'll, we'll get, it, get, get into that, um, especially as of this recording. Um, something uh extremely unfortunate happened in uh chicago mm -hmm. that just came out yeah so, yeah and um so I, I don't know we we could uh jump jump into into that real quick and get to our feelings you no know, especially from a, a a male social work perspective or, or just as a human perspective because a, a lot of stuff we do we talk empathy and you know just showing no support a lot of that is just you being a natural human being, like if you care or just like, is the person okay? Or you just give, have some concern, but you know, from social work perspective, for those that don't know, because you no, know, I've been lucky enough to have my platform this in outside of the US. So we had an unfortunate social worker, because um, uh, police in Chicago, no knock warrant barged in her home um, they actually had the wrong house and come to find out that the person that they were looking for lived right next door to her, at least the story that I saw, mm -hmm. went to the, went to this lady's house. Mm -hmm. She was completely butt naked. She was trying to get mm -hmm. ready to go to sleep, barging her door and basically didn't ask like any questions, just like arrested her on the spot, like put handcuffs on her uh, while she was naked, didn't let her no put on any clothes it, it took a few minutes to even put like something to cover her and still she was fr front noodly mm -hmm. i mean the, um and they tried to put another cover on her and and it came off it, it was just a whole unfortunate situation then all of a sudden it comes out hey she you know she's a social worker and they're looking for a gun and she's like i'm a social worker why would i have a gun like i never did anything before mm -hmm. So, tell um, tell me uh, your reaction when you saw that video. I I personally didn't watch it because I don't want to be traumatized. Um, right, there's been enough trauma already this year. We'll get to that too. Yeah, I I didn't, but I'm still following, and it's a lot of stuff. Because I just I think Marvin hit us in the text last night while I was sleeping, and I woke up and I'm like, oh, okay. My thing is with that is first. If she had a, even if she had a, a a legal weapon that she could use, that's her amendment right to do so. Even outside of her being a social worker, she's a human first, and she's a black woman right. at that. And Chicago has a history from Fred Hampton to even this of just barging in on black people in when they're asleep and they're vulnerable doing this type of stuff. And it almost echoes like with Brianna, you know, Brianna, who the same thing happened with her. And, you know, right. I hear all the NESW, Illinois, and I'm calling you out. And, yes, I will take the smoke. This is Josh's voice. I see the statements and all that stuff. But my thing is, excuse my French, where the fuck are y'all to help her in the first place? You say all these ethics and principles, and we called you up before. And you're going to keep probably showing your ass again. So it's about supporting her, you know. Um, 
making sure she's set, making sure somebody's advocating for her, making sure she feels safety. I think that there should definitely be a lawsuit. And my question is, this happened from what I'm saying mm-hmm. last year. Why is Lori Light or the mayor of Chicago, whatever, and everybody else acting like this just happened when they've been known this? But from what I've seen, some motherfucking yeah, cover up. But I, I, I still need time to still look more. I mean, we already know, but as far as advocating and making the follow up steps, I still want to, you know, be still and think about that. You know, that's that's my take. Right, I got you. Um, somehow we we lost uh, Marvin in the connection, but uh, uh, we'll we'll keep going. Um, yeah, that was very disturbing, and you know we've had. Uh, the, uh, there he goes. Um, yeah, I'm here. Marvin, I'm sorry. Uh, are you there? I couldn't hear anything for like a, like a little. That we we were talk we were talking about the uh, young lady social worker in uh, Chicago. In the the, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just wanted to, wanted to get your reaction uh, about the the video or just any news that that you've heard about. Yeah. It. Um. I mean, unfortunately, it's not surprising. Um. Unfortunately, things like this happen all the time. We just don't hear about it. Luckily, this was on video, and so now right. we can see you know, what actually happens. This is probably just, you know, this is only one video mm-hmm. from different police departments around the entire country that operate in the exact same manner, right? So that's that's one thing, is that this happens way more than we know. Um, the second thing is that she um, is a Black woman, right? She's a Black woman and a social worker who just had got out of the shower and as social workers, we know our days be long, or we be tired, we just are emotionally drained. Mm-hmm. And for, for the police, guns, like, you know, I think I read that, like, they had guns blazed, like, like gl- guns of all sizes, like, pointed at her. And so just the amount of trauma that Black people already have around police and already around police brutality and things like that, and she has to actually you know, have this happen to her. This is traumatizing as hell. Mm. And for and what she'll probably get is like an apology, some bullshit apology. She may get a little, she might get a little money. She probably won't. But this is exactly why we're talking about defunding and abolishing the police. Your job right. Mm-hmm. If I, as a social worker, have to do my job right and people are checking on me, how come police don't have that same accountability? So this is, mm-hmm. you know, it's, 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 awful it's it's horrific um you know you probably will not hear about this happening to a white woman you probably will not hear about it oh no probably not probably not Um, (laughs) and even if it has happened to a white woman it is a different dynamic somebody's losing their job oh yeah it's a white woman facts Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. When the, the mini there was a Minneapolis and, police officer who was black and he, he did kill a white woman man. and he did lose his job and he did go to prison. Um yep. but had the had this had the uh race been flipped, it, you know, I mean, as we see it every day, uh you know, we already know the police officer would still be out uh moving around, still terrorizing communities and, and all that. So it's just it's it's just fucking crazy to think that there's literally no place where um, black people can like be safe because mm-hmm. um, police would just roll up in your crib. And we saw earlier, this, or, yeah, earlier this year with Breonna Taylor, like she 
I mean, mm. um, uh, Angie, Miss Anjanette Young was, uh, uh, you know, lucky to be alive. And that's the sad reality. Yeah, even she said it herself when they interviewed her. She she would have moved any sort of way. She she thought she would have been, been shot. And and that's the sad reality of the other situation. And we've had numerous, 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 Breonna Taylor, George Floyd. The list go, goes on and on and on. It's been happening for, for, for so long, been traumatized. And yes, luckily now there's there's video now, but there's countless, countless stories of people without without having a video, uh, whether it be cell phone cam or some good Samaritan, anybody taking a video or police cam now, like to show. So the, there's victims out there and, and it's you know, really uh, an unfortunate uh, situation. And it's, you know, it's enough for, is enough. What, what, what do you guys think about all the, uh, you know, Protest that, well, can I that can I just know really quickly that that that, that 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 incident happened two years yeah. ago, right? The uh -huh. video just came out recently. Yeah. So the incident is two years. Yes, ago. absolutely. So that's, yes. that's that's that. Well, that's why we got the 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 apology from the Chicago mayor, mm -hmm. um, because without public outcry, that likely wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Um. um I mean, to your question around around the protest, though, it's always great to see protests um, or, or uprisings. Um, however, you know, Feminista Jones actually posted did a, did a, a, an Instagram an Insta story about it, and she was basically like, uh, and this was soon after you know things started to open up a bit and you know kind of everything died down, and she was basically like, like where are all of those people? Where is this public outrage? Because um, you know companies and organizations were scrambling to, to write Black Lives Matter and, and, and you know, save face and say that they're anti-racist. But then all of that kind of just stopped. Right. Right. And so um, Feminist Jones was just like, you guys were basically bored because things were shut down. We had to quarantine. There were no concerts. There were no sporting events. There were no restaurants or bars open. Basically, y'all were bored. You hopped on a fad and now it's over. Mm -hmm. And so we still I mean, we still see protests, but not, mm. you know, in, in such large numbers as we did during the summer for um, George Floyd. Yeah. And we can already, I mean, we already see the public right. support isn't what it is now at the end of the year as it was back in June and July. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's pretty right, wild right, that Black Lives Matter has been around since 2013. And, you know, we can talk about it's a continuation of the civil rights movement. It's our sort of contemporary, um, uh, what I say, our contemporary movement. Um, but like for folks who just got hit, it's like, okay, cool, y'all are here. But then like, it's not something you just check out of because it's like Marvin was saying about, you know, referring to Feminista Jones was talking about people were bored and it was a fad and they hopped on. But like that, this is real life. This isn't, this isn't a game. Yeah. It's, it's, it's people's lives we're dealing with and just uh, us social workers, we deal with people's lives on a day-to-day -day basis and just, and now, you know, we, we, we see this, you know, as, you know, men of color and we like, you know, traumatized even further and now we got to be out and about, you know, still working, like, and doing what, doing what we do, but at the same time, like, okay, like, how is this addressed in our nonprofits? How like it's if are they gonna address it? 
uh, how they uh, addressing it, and you know if oh, they're not addressing it at all. Like, or should we address it? And it's all this other stuff. So yeah, come, yeah, I chime mean, in on that. I don't know if it's ever for real going to be addressed because these institutions were not made in our favor. First, second of all, Harvard, yeah. Brown, Georgetown, all those places. They used enslaved Africans as barter. So they owe us. They never cared about us. They never loved us and, and never will. And the people who are so trying to be reading books and be theoretical, they can't really just put the book down and call the shit out when it needs to be. And actually, you know, it's one thing if you hire a black person, a woman of color or something, but like, are you cultivating them? Are you giving them support? Are you investing in them? Are you being patient with them? You know, are you being compassionate? Because all these systems were not made for us to be here and for all all four of us. And, you know, these systems were not made for us. For us to even be there is a miracle, really, especially more so if you're a woman. But these places, I mean, I've come to a point. I, if 2020 didn't teach you something, man, they, they never will. <laughs> and Solange basically had a post, I'm paraphrasing or she says something to where <clears throat> where you build your own platforms and you do your own thing, similar to you doing, you know, your podcast, us doing our podcast, us having our movement, because Marcus Garvey, and I'm paraphrasing again, he really taught us about being independent and standing up on your own. And even there's another guy, people could say what they want, but Dame Dash talks about the power and the free, the freedom of being independent, yeah. owning your own stuff. Institutions. They mm -hmm. need us more than we mm -hmm. need them. And I've seen a lot of black and brown folks in 2020 say, fuck corporate America and go do their own thing. And I think that's more of the wave. That's where, you know, I think that's where more productivity could be. And that's where freedom is. And of course, there's always going to be massage noir, homophobia, transphobia, racism, anti-blackness, all those things, even if you do have a, a, a business or have your own thing. But being able to sign your own check right. and not have anybody be a gatekeeper or somebody micromanage you and they're still trying to process and use all these big words that mm -hmm. don't mean a goddamn thing. Like, <laughs> miss me with the bullshit. Like, if you don't let me be me and do what right. I need to do, then let me be me. But if you're not, then you on that other side and I can't right. fuck with you because you are up. Yeah, uh, uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a give you guys a, a a quick a quick story of I, I'm gonna say the story because I don't I don't no longer work there anymore. So after, after George Floyd was uh, was basically I mm -hmm. call it an assassination by by the police officer um, on on camera, we uh, decide to have like you know a memorial uh, like a moment of silence for him. And we all going to be um, on, on our knees for the amount of time uh, that it took to the eight minutes in change mm -hmm. of the police officer was on the, um, Mr. Floyd's neck. Uh, so mind you, so some of the staff w was working um, at the office and most of us was working remotely. So and people decided to they wanted to say something. So we have uh, one of the directors um, decided to say something. And mind you, we still like us at the social work department. We, we always figured out what, what the hell does she does throughout the day? She don't she don't do, 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 right. don't do shit. 
just just talk just talks and uh, she always wants to be in, in the freaking uh, uh team meeting and throw her two cents in and talk shit and and, and get get her money's worth um so she decided she wanted to say something and she started the, with the crocodile tears very awkward nobody knew what the hell she was saying we we did we did the kneeling i, I was in my no, I was working at, at home, from home, and like did the did not got on. I had to switch knees. I have a history of knee problems, so but just the the whole impact for myself of mm-hmm. being on my on my knees for that amount of time, and just really hit how like much he was actually suffering, like mm-hmm. you know, like even more after watching the video. So like you like you talked about like the systems are not meant for us it, it was just a very awkward you know, situation of like if she was going to oh, break man. down crying <laughs> from the jump don't don't even bother saying shit let's, just keep it moving let's do the kneeling and, and and that was it it was just like and the next day the day couple of days after like talking with coworkers, like what the hell did she even say like i don't know i didn't understand what she was saying but it was just. I wish I, I wish I would have seen it in person because I probably would have laughed at her face afterwards and just would have had to like gone to the bathroom and just like mm-hmm. yo, what the fuck is she doing? But it, but it's like to your point, it, it goes like the system's not meant, meant meant for us and and even us as 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 you know males, which is, leads me uh, to my next question: Have you guys just being as a male social worker? Have you guys been put in unusual or difficult situations just for being a male social worker at, at any point in your in your career because i because i'll i'll start um i i've had you know being um i think i only had one job that was dominantly wow. male uh, which was a, a weird a weird uh dynamic um and I, I, I'm contemplating like doing a, a whole episode just ba- based on that one year and change experience. <laughs> but um, I, I've had instances where, you know, working with females and, you know, li- working in New York, you know, you, you, you are going to see some like roaches and you're going to see mice in the office and you know, mice shit on your desk and stuff. And you got to come mm-hmm. in and clean it. Uh, so there, there's a couple of times there's we seen a couple of mice on the mice trap and uh, good old bass the male like can you take it and like throw in the garbage <laughs> so I'm like I don't want to be touching no fucking like mouse trap <laughs> like just got into work I'm still trying to have my coffee and shit and like I hear hear a scream like ah there's a see a mice I'm like all right there's a mouse okay we we work we we in the projects like work mm-hmm. like working what do you want like. Just throw throw it out, bass the man. Like, mm. like no, no thank I mean, you. <laughs> so something something stupid like that. Like, I mean, like just for being a male and like, like just shut mm, up and leave me alone. I mean, you just never know where people are. I mean, maybe they thought you was that guy. You never know. Or maybe we all have different gender norms of how things look. I will say for me. Um, I think in general, being a black man, having a gender, my gender and race not align with the norm and the mm-hmm. in the field, that'll make mm-hmm. you a little bit just different or just put you out there in a sense. 
because there's a lot of cultural norms that they don't understand about our culture. And most times the black social workers that are there are black femmes, right? But somebody who identifies as cisgender black male, six foot two thirty, bearded, I know who I am and I'm not really I'm 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 a type of person where I'm just trying to do my work and go home. I'm not trying to get into all the other stuff, you know? Um and I think that can come off to them when I don't smile or I'm not, I don't understand some stuff or just my pensive face. They, I, I know it's been looked at as being an angry black man, but it's just my, my way to take stuff in. So I think that, you know, pretty much right. I don't have pretty much like this. I know how to deal with them more than they know how to, they know how to deal with me because in all the schools from, you know, grade school to grad school, being in the field, you have to know how to acculturate yourself, acculturate yourself and know how to stick, move, rub elbows. But they don't know how to mm-hmm. do that more so with me. And you're in some places, they act like you an alien when you know a little bit about Coldplay. <laughs> you know a little bit about different types of music. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Or you do yoga, because I guess even in my own realm and my growth, I with my toxic masculinity, I was like, yeah, yoga. Nah, nah, I don't do that. I'd rather lift weights. But now you ask my brothers, <laughs> I do yoga all the time and I haven't done yoga in like a week. So today I was like, I'm feeling a bit off. So I just think that they're just, they're, they're not used to us. And that's the big thing. It's, the big thing is because of that is they don't really deal with black and brown people and black and brown men specifically outside of their lives. It's nine to five, 40 hours. And that's that. We have to learn how to work in a professional right. setting and be who we are in personal settings with the melanation that we have and they don't have those same experiences. They live many times in insulated places and just kind of in a sense provincial. So they, they just don't really know about us. And of course there's a lot of different situations. They might try to call you handsome more so, or say some stuff. And it's like, man, you know, I'm just trying to hear, do my notes. I'm not trying to hear all that. Uh, thank you, but I'm gonna go do this, but you know, you gotta just, <laughs> Do your notes and go home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you uh, on that. Uh, you know, going back to the like the the Coldplay really struck a nerve because I, I well, in in a way that um, you know a, a lot of my jobs, especially early on, the mm-hmm. CEOs were African Americans. So, um, and uh, just by chance, you know they. And any holiday party, we gotta have the mm-hmm. electric slide and cha cha slide. So, you know, when I went to like another agency that wasn't like predominantly, you know, African American, and I, I, they played it, electric slide, cha cha slide. I'm on the dance floor dancing, and they see this Puerto <laughs> this Puerto Rican <laughs> from the Bronx dancing, and like, they, they're like, you know, the electric slide, cha cha like, like you know my experience of working, <laughs> like you kind of kind of like thrown mm. thrown in that you either do it or or you don't so like it's kind of like you know i i get i get what what, and, what you're yeah, saying i mean with being african-american and having new york and florida roots and this one group that we were always in sync with and we always if white dudes like i know in middle school there'd be white dudes that would try jumping us but then if you cool because i was only african-american in my neighborhood and all my homeboys are Puerto Rican. So if the white boy saying something to us, all right, after school, we're going to jump this little white boy. And we would do that shit. So if it's anything, we learn from each other's cultures. And I think as far as, in my opinion, 
African, not black lives, but more African American, black American lives. I think Puerto Ricans and African Americans have a lot of uh, have a lot of similarities, and we learn from each other. We're very, we're very enmeshed. Yes, absolutely. Get them. I mean, we 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 definitely have uh, African in, in uh, mm-hmm. you know in our in our DNA though. So we're we're there's a lot of similarities more more so than people want to even admit to it. So uh, so let's switch gears a, a, a little bit. How, your your podcast is absolutely amazing. There have been times I might miss two two or three, and then I'll just like binge watch. I'll spend like two or three hours just <laughs> listening to back to back episodes. Um, so how how do you even? Because I I I've been approached, um, you know, just on the DMs and stuff about hey, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. Um, now how's it going? What would you what would you do? Suggest the uh, you know, you inspire me to do the podcast. Like you guys, you guys are, are, are one of my many uh, inspirations uh, with with the podcast. Um, how how do you find your 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 guests? Now you mentioned earlier about how organically you, know, you guys have grown, and especially just from two years out, you know, you guys are are really like you know, doing you know, amazing work. So how do you find these? find these guests though what like what's your what's your process curry in terms of uh curry um so i the the simple answer is uh <laughs> ask people <laughs> um that's you know that's a very simplified answer um i actually um learned a lot from josh um because people i think assume that running an Instagram account, running our Instagram account is simply posting. And then like, like that's it. Um, but Josh was really active around doing research around like, how do we really build um, our following? And so it's like going and liking other people's things, it's commenting on other people's things, it's sharing other people's things. It's like creating these uh, virtual connections and conversations with different, with, with different individuals, mm-hmm. right? So that is really how the following kind of comes, you know, it, that, that's how the following gets bigger. We can post, there are people that post really, you know, dope things all the time, but their following isn't as large um, as, as maybe it could be if they had the capacity to do all of that other, all those other connections, right? And so, um, I, you know, if we didn't have that that foundation um, and we didn't have, you know, Josh doing that, that a, a lot of that legwork, um, you know, I think we we wouldn't, be able to get different guests on, on the podcast. Um, I think that, you know, I simply, you know, reach out. Um, mm-hmm. I try to, you know, I have an email that we, <laughs> that I send out the folks as, as big as Beyonce and, 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 and folks are that maybe were, you know, pop, more popular at, at some point. Um, and now they're just kind of hanging out or they have like smaller projects going on, but they still have a name. Right. And so um, really it's, it's just cold, emails like having emails tailoring it to whoever you're you're writing to and seeing what happens um i mean that's how we got uh, melody thornton on the podcast from uh, you know formerly of the pussycat dolls i emailed i think about 15 20 people that day and and her uh team reached out and was like hey how about today or tomorrow and i was just like oh oh shit uh, uh okay 
because <laughs> you know you a lot of the, you, you get so many no's <laughs> that you're just you're you you expect more no's <laughs> so when so when someone actually says yes it's like oh oh uh yeah, yeah absolutely um so it's i think it's a it, it's a lot of relationship building it's a lot of rapport building um you know it's it's it takes work you know yeah yeah absolutely um i i call um 2020 especially the the pan, you know pandemic um the the era of, of shooting a shot you know everybody's everybody everybody's home for the most part uh, are the responsible people are home for the most part uh, I mean that the knuckleheads are are out you know still mm-hmm. clubbing or in places like Florida and stuff acting a fool and not wearing masks, not social distancing, but most people are home being responsible if they work, you know, they're six feet apart, they got their masks on, they, you would think they're they washing their hands, whatever. So um, I know LinkedIn, I, a couple episodes, I've been active more on LinkedIn and just, you know, sending messages to people on LinkedIn. I got a couple podcast episodes because, because of that. Um, I you know definitely like the DM, like when I interviewed uh, Ash Cash, I, um, the you know, financial ed- educator that you know he's you no know, he's you no know, no popping. He's been popping for a while. I just hit him up on, on the DM and oh, hey, I've been watching you ever since you were in, like on Channel Eleven like, years ago in New York. And like, um, you know, would you be open to, to talk about you no know, no student loan or forgiveness and that when the uh, the interest was finally stopped uh, for, for interest of, of student loans and talk about that and what people should do about uh, their stimulus checks when, whenever they get it, what they should do with the money. And he like, sure, it came on. We had a, a wonderful conversation. So it's just a matter. Mm-hmm. I definitely had a, a few no's or is a, a way you go about asking people that, you know, learned as well and like a little niche email, like, hey, but you no, know, like like a little like stick you have, and just give like, hey, I'm such and such, and right, want right. to love to have you on the podcast, blah blah, and want to talk about this. Like these are some of the ideas I have to talk about, like like I did with you guys, and you know, we we we've been interacting uh, at least at least since May, so we have like the connection. Yeah. We post repost each other stuff all the time, which I'm all, I'm always uh, appreciative I, and, of you guys for doing I mean, so. My bad, my bad. Hey. I think to chime in too, I'm thinking about it too. So two two years ago, there's a guy by the name of Reggie Osei. He's a Haitian American lawyer from Crown Heights, Brooklyn. But his podcast was called The Combat Jack Show. R.I.P. Combat Jack. He passed from I think colon cancer or stomach cancer December 20th, 2018. And I bring him up because Feminista Jones, Jamila Lemieux, the Reed, like if not for him, the podfather, a lot of these black podcasts before, like what it is now, like I was listening to the Combat Jack show in 2014 in a really dark time, mental health wise for me as a, as a grad student. But I would listen to the guests and learn a lot. Mm-hmm. I was, I'm always been a hip hop head. Jesse is a hip hop head. Mike is a hip hop head. I think Marv is more R&B. Um, and I feel as though I learned a lot from the Combat Jack show about hip hop, about sports. But he had a lot of guests on, and he had Dame Dash talk about the independence of being free and doing your own shit. He had one of my favorite producers, Ninth Wonder, 
to talk about when you are creative, you have to create this universe for yourself. And part of the creating the universe is being able to build bond with people. You find something that you can bond with. So, of course, with us as social workers and mental health, there's that. But, you know, Bass, me and you, we got the, you know, a little New York Mets, the Yankees type of rivalry. You know, we probably <laughs> yes. once a month, we, we shit talk, right? At least once a month. And it's being able, even Joy, yes, absolutely. Being my, I might be related to, we because our family's from the South. So in the same little town, most black people in that town are probably related to each other, which is weird. But I met her in Atlanta. So and having a partner who's a social worker, having people that you can, you know, Mike and I connect on hip hop, Jesse and I connect on sneakers and yoga, you know, Marvin and I connect on speaking truth to power and working out. So having those connections with people and being like, not even for anything to, to go, but just to build a rapport. If it's Chris Scott, the hip hop social worker, um, if it's all these other people. And also I learned from Dame Dash, you got to invest in yourself. So mm-hmm. If you can, you know, it's kind of funny how 2020 is because I wasn't able to travel at all, but I had like 12 flights that I was on. I was flying every month somewhere for personal, professional reasons. And two of those were for professional reasons. And I was able to go to Atlanta or go to Miami and build people and talk to them about melanin social work. Even though, even if it wasn't just like we had, we, we're more established than we are now. I think our website's out. Um, but in our merch and all these things, but it wasn't quite there yet. But I felt very, I believed in it before a lot of things. And just talking to people and building and connecting. The biggest thing that I can say to do this is building the rapport. Uh, Marv left. Because um, you don't have to just do, you can do the cold email, but you can just shoot your shot with people that you've been DMing and texting and calling buy their gear, listen to their podcast, say, oh, at this point you said that. That's a lot of the work. Even outside of that, sending letters to people, right? Sending notes, you know, sending, you know, gifts and them gifting you and building a a better, more beloved social work community. That's how, you know, that's more, that's my takeaway from it, but it's really due to, you know, the the late Reggio say Combat Jack. So RIP Combat Jack, we love you. He's the pie father. If not for him, mm-hmm. none of us, no matter what field you would be in, would be so RIP. Yeah. Mar- M- Marvin. <laughs> the, the, like a sound. A lot. I'm so sorry. That's on... Uh, yeah, the buzzing sound. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> right, I'm just gonna. Right, I'm just. I'm just gonna. Leave, I'm just gonna leave that part yeah, right <laughs> in the recorder. Fuck it. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. And that. That's some of the stuff that you know. Following you guys, you 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 educate a lot because I I didn't even. Know about combat, combat jack. So this is li- little stuff that you do like that. Just educating the the, the masses is really uh, refreshing, and just you know we hear all this stuff on Black His- Black History Month, and then the only time I hear any other education <laughs> a little bit is when Whoopi Goldberg talks about it on the View. And for you to do 
use your platform every single day and to bring out this education and awareness and and the things that you do is uh, inspiring. Thank you. And, and, it's and, funny uh, you thank mention you guys that too. I don't know if the that. fellas know. I forgot to mention this. There's a, a Instagram called Black History, like B-L-A-K-H-S-T-R, something like that. They have a lot of followers. They started following us the other day. Also, history-wise, I come from a very deeply rooted pro-black, African-American loving his, like family, like everybody. And also my brother, he tells me, my brother does more podcasts than I do. He's getting his PhD in African-American history. So as uh, Shannon Sharp said, <laughs> you can go to heaven, you can go to hell. But with Kevin Durant, the jealousy is in you. And for me, the history is in me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, one by one, des- describe uh, 2020 for you. <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's, a great, that's a great question, and I it, uh, it's been meaningful. I think twenty twenty has been a really meaningful year, um, and there's been a with the pandemic uh, attribute a stillness to it, and I think in that stillness there's time for reflection and um, and growth, um, and I just. Uh, I think this has been one of the more meaningful years that I've had. Um, yeah, even right now, I'm, 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 I'm pausing just to think about how I want to articulate just how, just because how impactful the year's been. But I'll just my word for 2020 is meaningful. Yeah, at this moment. I think for me, um, 2020 has been. Uh, kind of a resilience piece for me. Um, I would say like resilient and kind of evolving. Um, so in the in the beginning of right right before COVID hit or the the lock we started locking down, um, I left my job at the school district and and went to full time at the Radical Therapy Center, and that was one of the most terrifying uh, moments of my life <laughs> because we had we had so much in the works that was going to be in person, and then everything shut down. Well, I panicked. I was yeah. like, I think a lot of folks, like some folks maybe know, a lot of folks mm. don't, but I was extremely worried, anxious, stressed, overwhelmed, because I have been to a place where I had little to no money before and I did not want to go back there. Um, especially, you know, I'm here in Philadelphia. My family is in, is in back in Oakland. Mm-hmm. Like the clo- folks that are closest to me are back in Oakland. So I don't, I didn't at the time have, you know, a, a solid, strong community. So, um, you know, slowly but surely, you know, I was able to just work, just work. And, um, you know, I'm you know, got clients and, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been a dope uh, transition. Um, I think also personally just being more comfortable with my own identity and um, putting myself out there more. Yeah, I'll say for me, it, it's been some joy. And I would say even like in, in, in parentheses, maybe even fleeting joy, because the joy that I've had, it it's real fickle. I mean, you could be taking a day off. Like I did, I, I had a day off basically around the time George Floyd had been assassinated. And I'm just chilling and I find out all this. Like, how can I how can I be in rest and how can I 
relax when the shit is like Armageddon is happening, you know, and all mm-hmm. our people are getting killed, especially black women, especially mm-hmm. black trans folks. You know, I, we can't, there's no rest. But even with those times, finding the joy within the pain and finding a way to grow within myself, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, being able to read a lot of books, being a lot of, you know, it, I've been doing a lot of, you know, uh, listening to podcasts and reading up on this guy named the Dolly, the, the Lama Rod Owens and talking about stillness and rage and rightful anger and being able to be okay because anger can be okay at times. You know, you got to manage it a certain type of way, but it can show you something. And also being able to be still and meditate and do yoga and to go on a lot of different fasts and cleanses and be in touch with my body and take care of my body. But also like being separated from my family, not being able to go to see my family in New York or Florida. You know, my grandmother passed this year. I've had family in New York that passed from COVID. Uh, my partner had COVID. Um, so it's just, it's a painful, joyful year. That's what I'll say. Mm, yeah, I definitely relate to that, and, and my condolences for for your loss. Losses. What, what would be your your word? Uh, that's uh, one of the. Oh man, I don't think I have a word. It's that well, yeah. I would say, been a, a roller coaster. Um, I mean. Definitely been uh, kind of stagnant, and then uh, COVID hit, and you know it was like crazy. And like March, April, May, June, July it was been uh, traumatic. Um, you know, losing uh, wow. mm. you know nine clients on your case yeah. from COVID. Wow. Um. Uh, at the same time, losing my mom uh, this year. Thank you. Um, and then you no know, September came, and something simple as mm-hmm. winning like seven bucks on a lottery ticket, uh, like a scratch off, and then like something you no know, simple as. Um, you know, as a sp- mm-hmm. sports fan, having like the Lakers win the championship was very meaningful. Um, you know, as of this you know, recording, who know by the time this uh episode is re- released, so who knows what my, my Notre Dame team is go- doing? They've been doing well so far. And as of this recording, my, my Giants starting one and seven are in battle to win the. Their, uh, you know, their vision in football. So it's like, you know, taking solace in that. Um, it's been interesting. Um, I, uh, I started um, a, a small business. He, um, I moved out of New York. That was big. Uh, I, I landed uh, not one job during the pandemic, but two jobs <laughs> during the pandemic. Um. I'm gonna say this very, very quietly. Uh, hey, by the time this episode hey, is released, I will be hey. 99.9% will be engaged, but that's the 
Uh, so I'm do- doing that on Christmas. So by the time this episode is out, uh, this is very, very point, point one, which is say no. She's like, I'm with you, like with me, without the ring. Like I'm here. You're not, you're not, <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. So, um, so that, um, okay. uh, okay. I'm house hunting right now. So I got pre-approved. So like I'm ending the year's. I'm ending the year strong after a lot of uh, yeah. trauma. Yeah. Oh, no, the trauma started with uh, Kobe passing. Yeah. Uh, then the earthquakes in Puerto Rico that people forgot about that happened earlier this year. Uh, yeah. We saw our, our you know, friend, yeah. friends in, uh, in Australia. Wow. The whole country was on fire to start the year. Um, and then you no know, Brianna Taylor, George Floyd, and and all that that happened. Um, you know the, the you no know, just trauma after trauma after trauma. Just you know, see, seeing the videos and the, the news and stuff to a point I had to stop watching news. Mm-hmm. Like like my dad was like all into like the news and the numbers with the COVID. COVID happened like like to a point <laughs> I was like, Dad, I hear this. From eight thirty in the morning to five PM, the emails all day. Like I don't want to see. The only thing I want to see about the news is the weather. I stopped news watching news for a while, so just for my own mental health. Um. So yes. Yeah, so I'm. Um. Uh, ever since twenty sixteen, uh, when I had emergency uh, uh, surgery, I had my appendix removed. Like every year after that, I was like I don't. I make a, a point or try to end the year on, on a high, but this year, um, just stuff happened by chance, like you know, applied, like you know, something simple, like the DMs and having the pod, starting the podcast. We can't forget about that. <laughs> Started that, and it's been you know, growing steadily and you know, you know, a lot of support, and even like my friends, like high school friends, they're listening, and you know, people like uh, been like Twitter, Twitter, like. Twitter and IG friends for like at least a year, two years, been listening and and liking the, some of the stuff. So it's been a a very interesting, dramatic, uh, exciting ending the year with the bang. Uh, like I'm I'm like that a ad meme that he like looked out the corner of of the wall like <laughs> after the interview, like when LeBron got interviewed. I'm like that looking into 2021, like. What you what you got what you got coming because uh, I'm I'm in here with the bang and like but I don't know what's what's mm. what's on the other side and yeah. I'll take um yeah. just one day at a time that that's yeah, all, that's sir. all you 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 can do. No. Um. So um, how how can people um you know get in contact with you? <laughs> um, definitely, we need. To, <laughs> We need to go to uh, get you guys ver- verified. <laughs> mm-hmm. We do have a we have a website. <laughs> how can people contact you? How to follow you? Mention the website. And all stuff. the information for how to listen to our podcast, as well as for who we are and uh, and uh, posting events for different things that we'll be hosting. We have a book club coming up in the new year. Um, so if you haven't yet, we're reading Emergent Strategy by Adrian Marine Brown. Um, and uh, go ahead and hit the link tree and sign up. Um, folks can email us at melanated. Oh, I think I'm. Yeah, I already said that. Melanated social work uh, at gmail.com. Um, 
Yeah, and and uh, hit the Instagram and follow us on that too. Also, donate to our our melanated social work cash app and Venmo. We got a lot of merch. We know it's the holidays. If you're able to, please you know support it and you know do what it do. Appreciate. You. Yeah, the, the, the T-shirt is, is good quality, so I, uh, I can attest to that. <laughs> and and, uh, and Josh, uh, uh, congratulations to your, your lovely Mets. Y'all got a catcher and a general manager, and then by the time this episode come out, y'all yeah, might get a, maybe Bauer and Springer and be, be all That's, set. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that that might be uh, when 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 Biden leave office in twenty twenty four. And uh, and for and for Marvin, I was looking forward to seeing Clay back on the court, and he ruptured his Achilles. I was like, oh damn! Like, I want. To... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that that could be a sense of trauma right there too. <laughs> Uh, especially uh, a beautiful arena I'm and, okay and uh, COVID happens and the, the owner can't make no money years the scene with, the, with the arena so, so um, I was like damn I'm still a little salty about that too <laughs> yes alright so move it along move it along <laughs> yeah, oh, losing, losing the Raiders right and, now, and the Warriors I'm gonna need to meditate after this <laughs> 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 thank, thank you guys for this. I, I appreciate. I, I, I love y'all, and whatever I could you, do, bro. by all means, like hit, hit me up. Right. I, I got you. Peace. Peace.